Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Patay. And the name of this tune happens to be called Live Your Dreams. So I thought it was appropriate for me to start off Marvelous Motivating Monday with this tune. And I ask that you guys sit back, relax, and hopefully be motivated by this Monday, Marvelous Motivating Monday episode. Hey everybody, welcome to this Marvelous Motivating Monday. Today, I want to talk about the effects on our minds that social media has. Um, If you're watching any news today, you're going to hear about the Facebook slash Instagram documents. I did an episode a couple weeks or maybe even a month or so ago regarding the whistleblower at Facebook. And her name is Frances Hagen. So go check out that episode, and it kind of tells you who she is and why she decided to go to the the the, excuse me the authorities on Facebook, and you know they're talking about the manipulation that um, social media has on people and how it's kind of like a drug. Everybody's addicted to it. Now, me personally, I'm more on social media, Twitter and Instagram only now because of the podcast. The only thing I was on before the podcast was um, Facebook. I remember some of my teens that I've mentored, they would call Facebook the old people's social media, which like whatever. But Facebook actually has gotten me in touch with people I hadn't seen in years and people in touch with me. So I don't have any personal negativity about it. I just am not a social media person other than now putting things on because of the podcast. But I have a lot of friends who are addicted to Facebook. I don't care what time of day you log on. They're on there. Was just recently on there or posting. And they were talking about with, um, you know, things happening the way they are right now in the world. That social media and Instagram, I'm just totally clueless on Instagram. But that seems to be the one that makes people rich and famous influencers that are, you know, not celebrities. And then, of course, get followers. So Instagram seems to be the, like, really, really famous uh, social media pages, uh, page. And they were saying how a lot of people, especially young people, were having body identity issues and just a lot of insecurity issues because of Instagram and comments and stuff. And I think that's really scary. But the really interesting thing is what made me decide to do this Marvelous Motivating Monday on um shaping social media shaping your minds um is because right now we're in an election year as many of you know and they're talking about how as before and even right now social media is going to be throwing a lot of hatred out there now i wasn't even going to do this episode yesterday i was watching reliable source and brian i you know i have never watched his show but once and it was because i was flipping through it and it was so amazing i actually did an episode where he was one of the sources. So this is the source of some video, I mean, some audio I'm going to play where they're actually giving more details about Facebook and Instagram and some documents that are coming out today, actually. Um, I'm guessing in Congress, I haven't been watching the news like I used to. And, um, but today it's the Facebook documents, but go and check out my episode on a whistleblower, Miss Hagen, because 
it kind of tells you how it's all set up. But I also talk about the algorithms. My daughter always talks about that, how they're so big on social media. And I like that on this uh, audio that I'm going to play from Reliable Source on CNN. They're interviewing Senator Blumenthal. And you may have heard his name if you listen to any of my episodes more recently where he was um, fighting for women's rights. So they're interviewing him on this show. So you'll hear him talk about what's getting ready to go down today in uh, Congress with Facebook and Instagram. So it's really interesting. I want you guys to just listen to this interview. And they're talking about whitelisting on social media where celebrities can kind of get away with stuff that normal people can't. That's really interesting. But what I want people to, the Marvelous Motivating Monday is to motivate people to do something different and more positive. And after listening to this, if you are what's called um, a social media junkie, maybe you want to listen to this and see why right now you might not want to be because a lot of things are happening. And it's funny, they were talking about people getting banned from Facebook. And I know people who have been in what they call Facebook jail. And it's interesting because some things I've seen posted, and I'm not on Facebook a lot. I'm usually just a person that may wish a happy birthday, anniversary, or congratulations, but don't have time to go through all my feeds. So any of my friends that I don't say something to you, it ain't because I don't love you. It's just because I just haven't had time. I'm just crazy busy, but... um I want people to start re-motivating themselves about doing research on stuff they find on social media because social media, as they were saying, the algorithms is how they determine what feed you see. And so they're going to feed things to you that they know that you'll like to see. But do research on stuff. Don't expect everything to be posted on social media to be actually facts. So I want you all to listen to this um, this interview I saw on Reliable Source on yesterday, which is Sunday. And as I said, Frances Hagen, who is the Facebook whistleblower, I did an episode on her. So check her out. I think she's on my Wonderful Women Wednesday. And I want you guys on this marvelous Motivating Monday to motivate yourselves to do research, find out facts, because um, if you're going to participate in this year and next year's elections, you need to understand what politicians are doing to try to re-manipulate um, your thinking on social media. A lot of the stuff that you're going to read, if you're, in, especially if you're a social media junkie, is going to be geared towards you based on ag- algorithms. And I want you guys to, before you vote, if you have not already early voted, which I have, um, just do research on candidates. Don't go by what you see one of your friends post on social media and assume, oh, that person knows what's going on. So if that's what they're thinking, then I'm going to think that too. And that's what they were saying on this episode, how social media is reshaping our minds and thinking. And we're not thinking for ourselves. So I want to motivate all of you on this marvelous Motivating Monday to just do your own research. That's what this is going to be about because I'm going to tie this weekend together. On Friday, we're going to talk about a young man who is doing everything he can to get African-American men to vote. We got to do something, everybody. You know, everybody says it doesn't matter, but as long as we think it doesn't matter, it won't matter. 
And we do have to hold everybody accountable, no matter what party you vote for. You know, if they're not doing what you're supposed, what they're supposed to be doing for you, your community, family, friends, then don't vote for them. I don't care what what they are, right? Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. So I want you guys to be motivated to do research on what's going on during this election cycle. And not just that, um, I mean, just with social media, that's what this this is about. It's changing our minds and thinking, and we have to do our own research. But I want you to pay attention if you're listening to this episode. Go do some research on the news if you're listening to it today. Definitely turn on the news so you can see what's going on, especially if you have accounts on Facebook and Instagram. And I always tell everybody, when it comes to social media, do not, do not, do not put nothing on there you don't want nobody to know. Because once it's there, you don't know where it's going, who shared it, who copied it, who whatever. So um, some things I know people regret putting on social media, but those that have not gotten to that stage yet, and you might want to rethink about it because everything that goes on social media stays on social media, even if you can't see it, even if you think you deleted it. So just be cautious of that and be cautious of what you read and be cautious that they have that thing called algorithms that can track what you like. So they're going to make sure they send things, whether it's true or not, good or bad, your way in a capacity where you will receive and accept it. And don't always believe it's true. I remember growing up, I used to always say, well, if it's a commercial and it's on TV, it has to be true. There's no way they're going to, you know, let us watch something that is a lie. I don't know if I can say that now. I don't even know if that was true then. I'm just saying when I was growing up, I had the perception that anything that we are being seen, I mean, that we were watching on TV has to be true because there's no way TV would allow people to just go on their station and lie. So just, you know, social media is like 5 million times technology advanced than when I was growing up. But my point is, don't think that everything that you read on any social media platform is true. And if you're not sure about it, we got the best thing out there now, and I'm not post. I'm not advertising nobody, but you know Google is it. I always used to say, and this is just a sidebar, whoever work at Google, how y'all know what people going to ask? You can put almost anything in there, and it's very seldom, if ever, you will get no results found. So anyway, this whole episode was just to motivate you to be cautious of social media be cautious, not just about election time, but especially during election time. Be cautious of the lies. Be cautious of um, who you're just receiving information from. So that is what I want to motivate you guys to do on this marvelous Motivating Monday. Really kicking off what actually was called a week-long Facebook flood. But already we are seeing some of the reports, like this one atop the front page of the Washington Post this morning, looking at reactions inside Facebook uh, after January 6th. The stories are based in part on the documents that Frances Haugen smuggled out of Facebook. She handed over evidence to the SEC alleging Facebook has been misleading investors and the public. And now redacted versions of those papers she provided are in the hands of dozens of journalists 
who are combing through them, looking for new insights. And the result is the reporting you're starting to see this weekend. Reporting about misinformation, tripping alarms inside Facebook, about debates internally, about what and how to do. A lot of stories overnight and this morning about the rampant spread of hate in India, uh, about how Facebook platforms in India stoked religious hatred and caused so much uh, violence and, and even death in India. It's a reminder, this is a global story we're talking about, and that's why this next quote stood out to me the most. This is from a new story in the Wall Street Journal, citing a July 2020 report from inside Facebook. A Muslim man in Mumbai said to Facebook researchers, quote, if social media survives 10 more years like this, there will be only hatred. There will be only hatred. These platforms, they're pulling at us, pulling us apart. That's one of the themes of the Facebook papers, and that's one of the big events on Monday. We're going to see more stories from the Facebook papers on Monday. Also Monday, Howland is expected to give testimony, give evidence to the UK Parliament for its draft online safety bill. And third, when markets close in the US, Facebook will release its quarterly earnings on Monday, sure to show extraordinary profits from its billions of users and many advertising customers. So while Facebook gets richer, we all get poorer. Standing by here, Facebook Oversight Board member Suzanne Nossel. We'll speak with her in a moment. But first, Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut, chair of the Center Commerce, Science, and Transportation Subcommittee on Consumer Protection, Product Safety, and Data Security. That is the committee that held the first hearing with Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen. Uh, Senator, thank you for coming on the program. You've been reading the stories based on the Facebook papers this weekend. What new have you learned? What we're seeing, Brian, is really a drumbeat of disclosures from Facebook and Instagram's own files. That point is really important because the research and studies that reveal Facebook putting profits over people are from Facebook's own files revealed to them long before it was revealed to us, and yet they disregarded them and continued exploiting children to fatten their bottom lines. And I think what we're seeing here is a building drumbeat for accountability, a movement for reform that will require disclosure of the powerful algorithms that drive disruptive content to children and others, the hate speech in foreign countries, but also the anger and depression that is amplified by those algorithms as it leads children down rabbit holes in this kind of feedback cycle. So be prepared for more disclosures coming this week and in the coming weeks. You've been putting pressure on Mark Zuckerberg to testify before your committee. What day? Can you tell us when he's coming? I wish I could. I wish <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg would stand up to his responsibility. You know, he controls that company in a way few other single individuals do in corporate America. And he should be held accountable. So should Facebook for the kind of destructive content they are pushing. And we're asking not only for Mark Zuckerberg, but disclosure of all of these documents that you're seeing now in real time from other whistleblowers. And we anticipate and hope there will be more whistleblowers. That's interesting. Have you heard from any others? We know of others. We hope to hear from others. We hope that we'll have testimony from others if they're willing to step forward. Uh, 
I think what you're seeing is Facebook employees who are disgusted and just fed up saying enough is enough coming forward because Facebook itself disbanded that civic integrity unit that was supposed to impose some accountability. But clearly Facebook is unable to police itself, unable to impose self-moderation, and that's why this reform is going to build as a movement. And all of this leads us to what exactly? Facebook says it wants regulation. What exactly are you hoping to accomplish? What we're hearing from Facebook is platitudes and bromides. When it says it wants regulation, at the same time, it is fighting that regulation tooth and nail day and night with armies of lawyers, millions of dollars in lobbying. And so uh, I, I must say, uh, Facebook saying it wants regulation is the height of disingenuousness. Hmm. What we want is Facebook, in fact, to cooperate in imposing legal accountability, piercing the shield of legal immunity that it has and other tech platforms have. We want to go and explore other tech platforms as well. We're having TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube testify on Tuesday because I've heard from parents, they see the same problems there as occurs on Facebook and Instagram. Eating disorders, online bullying, self-harm, even suicide. And we want Facebook, in effect, to face the music here and come clean, reveal all of its files. It says we've been selectively curating what's been disclosed, but Facebook ought to come clean and reveal everything. Hmm. Uh, so that next hearing on Tuesday, you're broadening out. You're looking at these other platforms as well. Do you, do you view them in rank order? Do you view Facebook as the worst offender and the others lower down? How do you, how do you handle that? For me, the question is not who's the worst, but how do we reform them then all? Not a race to the bottom. It should be a race to the top. Mm. And what I'd like to see is there be competition for who can be the best. Instead, what we saw over the weekend was a report that Google, a year or so ago, in fact, tried to discourage participation by other tech platforms in cooperating with the government. And so I think that we're on the verge of the public really demanding this reform movement. And rather than trying to rank who's worse, I'd like to see the ranking as to who is the best. Touche. Senator Blumenthal, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Brian. This just in during the conversation with CNN's Donny O'Sullivan, a new memo from Nick Clegg, a top executive of Facebook, saying, hey, staffers, brace for more bad headlines in the coming days. Now, that is because of the Facebook papers we were talking about, these disclosures coming from Francis Haugen's document dump that reporters are combing through, and we're going to see more of those stories in the coming days. For another perspective on this, let me bring in Suzanne Nossel. She's a member of the Facebook Oversight Board, and she's the CEO of Pan America. Great to see you, Suzanne. Great to be here. First, uh, Oversight Board 101. For folks who don't know what it is, what is it that you all do on the board? Yeah, sure. So Facebook decided probably roughly two years ago that they wanted to bring in outside expertise to oversee their content decisions. They didn't want to bear the full weight of responsibility for big questions like, should Donald Trump be allowed on the platform? I think they're very ambivalent about regulation. A lot of people think the creation of the board was an effort to fend off regulation. And so what they decided to do is assemble a group of experts from around the world. There are 20 of us so far 
Just about five Americans, so very international, and it's people with human rights backgrounds, journalism backgrounds, legal backgrounds, and we come together. Our main role is to adjudicate cases. So if content is left up on the platform and people find it objectionable, think it breaks Facebook's rules, right. we can review that. Uh, or if content is taken down and people protest and say, hey, you know, why was that picture uh, objected to, we can review that and render a decision. And we really scrutinize how Facebook came to that judgment. But of course, over the last couple of months, you know, we've seen kind of the cases are sort of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to oversight and accountability at Facebook. This is from your first report, just came out this week, and it found people don't know why they're getting banned, why they're getting content taken down, that a lot of users are in the dark when they are moderated or, or uh, affected by Facebook. So that seems like a big problem you are flagging among other problems. Absolutely. I mean, you don't get a coherent answer as to what rule you've supposedly broken, what exactly in your post violated that rule, what, if anything, you can do to remediate it. Mm. It's very black box. It's impossible to get a human being on the line to actually ask a question. Facebook treats individuals as users not as customers. So there's no sort of customer service that we're, uh, you know, attuned to in other industries where, you know, there's recourse, there's a website, there's a chat uh, bot at least, and then you can escalate it to a human being if it's a serious subject. But correct me if I'm wrong, that's because the customers are the advertisers. That's right. But yeah. look, you know, it's the users who are generating the, the profitability of this business. So right. that's part of a cultural shift that I think is necessary here. You know, they've got to do more to police hatred, vitriol, bullying on the platform, and we're seeing that, you know, coming out in spades through all of these different revelations. You know, at the same time, my background's in free expression. I'm the CEO of Pen America by day. I don't want Facebook to just wipe content out without any explanation. I want people to have a recourse if they believe, you know, their ability to express themselves has been un unjustifiably impaired. They ought to have somewhere to go to, to get an answer as to why and to resolve it if it was done without a basis. Mm. Uh, what are you expecting to learn from these papers? Are we at the point where there is still more to know about what's going on inside Facebook? Or are we at the point, Suzanne, where it's like, okay, everyone sees the problem, we just can't agree on what to do about it. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the revelations sort of have a, are being have a repetitive quality. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, just a hand-wringing staffer saying, you know, it was just terrible what happened in India or in Sri Lanka or in Myanmar or, in, you know, right here in the United States of America and we could have done more and, you know, here were the tools and techniques. Here's what we knew at the time about what was going wrong. And so, you know, what we're trying to do as a board is use the authority, the power, the relationship that we have with Facebook to press for more transparency, to really yeah. dig into some of these systems, like the cross-check system that they have for large accounts where there's added scrutiny given when there's a, a, a content that flags, that is flagged for a takedown. What it means is if you're a celebrity, you can get away with it. Seems to mean that. That's not what well, they say about it, but that, you know, that it, it seems like, at least in some cases, it's in effect so-called whitelisting, yeah. where nothing gets taken down, uh, and that's because not not because the content's not violating, but perhaps because of the identity of the, the, the poster. And you all are calling out Facebook saying, you've misled us about that, we need to know more. So there's a lot more to learn, you're saying. Very yeah. much so, and a lot yeah. more pushing to do, and that's that's yeah. how we're trying to use you know the authority and the responsibility we have. Right. Suzanne, thank you for being here. Thank you. Good to see you. As I'm doing this episode, I just wanted to point out, CNBC popped up on my phone with something that says Facebook is closing the door on us being able to act. Whistleblower says in a UK hearing. Now, I didn't even realize there was a UK hearing on this as well, but 
According to what this article that just popped up said from London, regulators have a small window of opportunity to act on the spread of hate speech and other harmful content on Facebook, whistleblower Frances Hogan told the UK lawmakers today. She's quoted as saying, when an oil spill happens, it doesn't make it harder for us to regulate oil companies. Now, this is what she said in the UK Parliament today on, uh, she, and it, she, this is at a hearing on new legislation aimed at tackling harmful content online. So this is a lot going on. She's quoted as saying, right now, Facebook is closing the door on us being able to act. We have a slight window of time to regain people control over AI, which is artificial intelligence. Wow. You know, this is really crazy because um, this is happening. I knew it was happening in America. I did not know that she was speaking today in, in the UK in London um, in front of Parliament. She's quoted as saying, Facebook has been unwilling to accept even a little sliver of profit being sacrificed for safety. So this is pretty deep. This is in an article um, that is uh, on CNBC.com. So you might want to check that out. So so funny, it just popped up on my phone. And this happened, I think it said, two hours ago at 11.29 a.m., and it is 2.02 p.m. here in Atlanta time. So I just wanted to um, close out this episode with that. I was trying to see if there was any current information out there regarding what they said is the documents being revealed today. And that is in America. So this statement that she's given today is, in, I mean, it's coming from CNBC London. And it's at the U.K. Parliament. So... This is going to be something I think we're going to hear about all this week. So I am glad I started Marvelous Motivating Monday with this topic. And once again, I'm just motivating uh, the listeners to just do your own research when it comes to social media. Don't let it uh, manipulate your mind because that's what they're saying is happening to a lot of people. They're trusting social media under over their own instincts and their own history, their own beliefs. So let's not do that. And let's start off this Monday, marvelous, motivating Monday, being motivated to rely on ourselves. Well, guys, this will end this episode. And I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. We are also now on Instagram, and forgive me because I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but we are, we are on Instagram also at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, 
give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.